Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneur Risk Givers Podcast. The podcast where we interview entrepreneurs who are willing not only to take risks for themselves and their businesses, but who are also willing to risk helping others. Now sit back and listen to entrepreneurs just like you who are giving back to their communities in big ways. Here's your host, Mike Wiest. Hey, I'm Mike Wiest, and today on the show we have Andrew Izumi. Andrew, how are you doing? Hey, Mike, I'm doing fantastic. And we're so glad to have you. I'm so interested in in your topic, in your passion, the thing that you're going to be talking to us today about, and uh, mainly because I want to know more about it, and and also want just the listeners to hear a little bit more information about what you're doing. I think this is sort of going to be an educational experience for at least me, probably a lot of our listeners as well. But before we jump into all the stuff you're doing, um, why don't you just take a minute, and I know a lot of people already know who you are, but for those who don't, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, that sounds great. So uh, my name is Andrew Izumi, and you know, cur- currently I, in my professional career, I have uh, my profession is in sales, and I've been doing sales for over the past 10 years, but kind of on the personal side, I really, really enjoy nature. So everything from fishing to rock climbing to skiing, I enjoy being outdoors more than being inside. It's kind of a catch-22 here in the 21st century that we do so much work here and here today on our computers. But yeah. that's a little bit about me is, what, you know, what I really want to do, Mike, is my goal and my mission in life is to be able to connect the two, the business and personal life. I'm not really a true believer that we have different lives, our business and personal. You know, we only live one life, right? To, but to be able to connect more of the two together, I think it would be fantastic. Yeah. So you don't like putting those in different categories. You want to you want to sort of live that life and everything you're doing, work and and play and all that. You might as well that way when somebody asks you what do you do, you don't give them either, oh, this is what I do for work and this is my profession, or you don't give them just, hey, this is what I do for fun. It's it's all the same. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And so you're you're working hard, you're doing a lot there and and but then because of this love for nature, you're starting to have this passion to do something I guess I mean, for nature, uh, you tell us a little bit about what it is exactly that you're that you're thinking about doing here and what you're passionate about. Exactly, and you know this is actually kind of a it's a really cool story, Mike. So you know I started on my entrepreneurial adventure, and you know we went through a number of coaches, a number of different programs have come, you know, very far, definitely from where we were in the beginning. But I, I remember this one conversation, Mike, that I had with a gentleman. He was he was pitching me into getting into a coaching program. And you know what's really funny is the pitch was actually more valuable. I don't know if I want to say that. Well, so the pitch to me was more valuable than the actual program itself. I think yeah. the, the guy that runs the program, he's a, he's a good friend and uh, we really get along. But the pitch was really cool because the guy asked me this question. He said, you know what, Andrew, what, what do you want out of life? I said, boy, that's an interesting question. It's like, you would have thought because this is business coaching that I want to make money, right? But, you know, I kind of thought about it a little bit. and I said, you know what? What I really want to do is I really want to be able to help out the planet, help out the world. You know, we're, we're very focused on, on helping out people. And I think people are, obviously, it's, it's you and me. We're very insanely important. But if we don't help out this planet, we're not going to have a place to live. Right. I mean, this is how they say this is our mother earth. And if we don't take care of our parents, we don't take care of our mother, we're not going to have any place to live. So for the generations to come, it's like you see it in all the movies. 
where the world is like a big trash can and we're trying to go out to Mars to go, go live somewhere else. Right. We don't take care of what's here, like in the here and now, and we're really going to be in a world hurt. So going back to that pitch is I said, you know what? I need to be doing something or I want to be doing something to better help this planet in some way, shape or form. I said, okay, that's interesting. So I just had that little epiphany there. And, you know, a little bit about the direction that I'm trying to go with that. Let, let me ask you. I, so, because I want to know if I'm hearing you, hearing you right here. Are you saying, so you've always sort of probably had this feeling like the planet is important. We need to take care of the planet. But was it that moment, that business moment that where you actually had the realization like, whoa, this is very important and this just really needs to be my focus? Or, or did you already have that passion and you decided in that business moment, this is what I'm going to do for my focus? Yeah, you know what's interesting is I, I didn't I didn't already have that passion. I mean, I always had a passion of so I, I'm I'm definitely the guy that if if something's on the ground, you pick it up and you put it in the trash can or anything like that. And I cringe when I see people driving down the road and I live out in Los Angeles and people will just throw like their whole uh, fast food bag just out the side of the outside outside out the side of the window, like you know, into the mountains or on the side of the street and it's it's mind boggling why that kind Unreal. of stuff happens. But it does. So I've always been a person to really want to take care of this planet, but I never really thought about it in a bigger in a bigger perspective. So I talked to this one gentleman. I can't even remember what his name was. He's a very kind man, but I told him, he's like, what do you want to be in business? He's like, well, you know, I'd love to be able to make some money because, you know, keep the food on the table, the lights on in the house. Right. And then I really would want to be able to give something back to charity to be able to help this planet out. And so he said, you know, why not just start your own foundation? And I responded, that sounds like a really good idea. Okay, that's the goal for next year. And that's how I was born. <laughs> okay, so that is, that is your goal this year, 2020, is to, is to kind of get a, a bigger picture of what that's going to look like and, and to build partnerships? Or, or what, how would you describe? I'm, I don't want to create that for you. What, how would you describe your goal? So that's your goal for this year. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What are you trying to accomplish? So for the goal, the goal end end of 2020 is to raise a significant amount of funding to be able to start the foundation or organization. I want to be able to, I want to have the whole nonprofit in place. I want to have the core mission in place. I want to have the direction in place, but I would like to also be able to raise the funds in order to do so. Hmm. And then, so my, uh, my mission throughout 2020 has been it's it's a little bit scattered all over the place because I'm looking for different avenues into 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 how I want to be able to start it. So I guess I'm in my research phase per se. Okay. So the goal at this the goal at the end of this year is to be able to shoot out a couple pitches to a couple different companies in order to get some starting funding and to be also have that core mission plan of exactly what I want to do with the nonprofit. You know, some of the ways that I've started to do that is to be able to reach out to some of the bigger organizations. I'm a part of this uh, TEDx talk program that is working on getting me on the, on the TEDx stage. So if I can share my message with the masses over the, the channel, YouTube or wherever it may be, I think that'll be a great level impact. And also for myself, I had my last uh, best-selling book that came out is called overcoming adversity and entrepreneurship. I just made it so that all the proceeds, hundred percent of the proceeds go towards founding this organization. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So everything that's all the profits from, from the book. And when, when did that book come out? That book came out in, I think it was December of 2019. Okay. 
but so everything's going to this, this, this new focus for this year. That's so cool, man. And it's, it's fun because I have its own separate account and I know all the funds are just going to go directly into there. It's fantastic. You know, one of the things I love about that is sometimes we have these ideas. I've seen this with myself and other people is we have these ideas and, and we're like, man, somebody should fund that for us. And we just start fundraising like you're talking about. We have, you know, we can't do it by ourselves. We do need help. But I see people missing that fundamental step of like, what can I give to this? You know, like what, what can I do myself to, to uh, make this happen? And so you're not just asking and looking for funds. You're, you're giving you the profits from this book. You're doing everything you can, but you're, you're needing partners and stuff as well. Is that kind of correct? Yeah. And then I've been, I've been in sales for over the past year, 10 years. And what I know is that when you go to pitch somebody and if you pitch them and tell them, Hey, you know what? I've already started to contribute myself and this is what I'm doing to fund the organization. I would like to reach out with a helping hand so that you could participate in this, not just fund my whole career where they think that, Oh, I, so I'm paying for your car to drive around and like you're just going to do whatever during, during, uh, during the day or during the year. It's like, no, I'm actually in this too. And if you'd like to be a part of it, I would love to have you on board. Yeah, that's, that's so true, man. That's such great advice about business in general, but for what you're saying. So why don't you get a little bit more specific? Now, I know you said you're in research. You're in the research mode here. Um, and so you don't have to get too specific. But the planet's big. And there are a lot of issues, a lot of things that need to be done. And so is, is your, are you focused on any one part or maybe just a couple parts of, of, of the environment or what needs to happen? Or are you, just, are you still kind of trying to figure that out too at the moment? So I'm focused. Uh, I'm focused around the ocean. Pro- probably the first reason is because it is. It's a big passion of mine. I really enjoy the water. I'm a licensed U.S. Coast Guard captain. I used to work out on the boats when I was uh, when I was younger, when I was a kid, oh, and I really love that place. That's awesome. You know, scientifically, I know that over seventy percent of this world is covered in water. Um, depending on which way the tides go, or like the certain currents that we have out in the ocean, it does affect what we have to experience here on land. So. I've been able to see firsthand exactly the pollutants that go into the ocean because I used to work out there. I remember this one time, Mike, it was a few years ago, but I went out with my girlfriend uh, at the time to, to Thailand and everybody's very nice there. It, it was actually a very, very clean country, but I remember going to the beach and there was all this trash just curled up into the one corner, plastic bottles, newspaper, cardboard boxes. It was like it, it, made, it had that. It gave me that cringe feeling when I see somebody throw their McDonald's bag out, out the side of the uh, outside of the window of their car. And so, in the best English that the the Thai, the local Thai guy, could say, I, I was telling him. I asked him the question. I just ha- I, I have to know because you guys are on a little bit of an island here. Do you are you not able to recycle this trash? You're not able to ship it out. It's like I, it's, you know where does all this stuff come from? And the guy goes, he, he goes and he's he had a very disappointed look on his face. Said, you know what? It's amazing. This trash just comes from out in the ocean and it washes up on our shore. And he said, holy smoke. He says, yes, we, you know, we try to get rid of it, but it just keeps coming. Yeah. I said, whoa, there's a pretty big problem out there. And then I know there's all the oil pollutants and whatnot that are out in the ocean. But one thing that I'm working on trying to prove, and I know there's scientific research that's done around it, is that how we treat our oceans really does affect how we live here on land. And to find out the best part to be able to impact in the oceans is really my goal. 
at the end of 2020 to figure out, you know, what's the, what's the best thing that we can do to help the, uh, the lifespan of our green planet? Is it, is it the plastic bottles? Is it the plastic waste? Is it the oil from the ships? Like what exactly is, is the problem? Right. Yeah. So like you said, research stage, because you don't want to just start throwing money at something or throwing your time at something until you know the best answer. So I think that's, that's pretty commendable. Yeah. And here's the, I mean, here's the, here's the analogy is like, what do you do when your boat's sinking? Do you plug the hole or do you start bailing water? We want to plug the hole. You got to plug that hole. You got to find out what's going to make the greatest impact. Although everything contributes, if it's going bad, the quicker than it's actually becoming better, then you're not making as much impact as you can. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And so as I think about what brought you into this, really, I heard you say two separate things. First, really, even though we told them in different orders, the first thing was this experience you had on the water seeing this, you know, Mm -hmm. then you had this business experience that made you think, have this aha moment where it's like, okay, we need to do something about the planet. And you've had this experience on the water and seeing the pollutants. And so it makes sense to me why you're why you're kind of diving in that way. I say diving, and I didn't mean it to be the pun that it was, but you understand. Yeah, you know what's really interesting, Mike, and I do definitely want to talk about this a little bit. Is that so? You know, from from my experience, selfishly, I want to see the ocean saved because I really love to fish. Um, you know, I've got a fish back up on my wall. Um, I, I owned my own boat at one time. Definitely planning on buying a bigger one whenever that point in time comes. But I can tell that when we're out in the ocean, from year to year, there's some pretty dramatic changes that happen. And this can be only a couple degrees change in water. But in water, like maybe on land, 78, 80 degrees really isn't that much. But in in water, when it changes two degrees, two or three degrees is a very significant change. And we can tell when we're out there fishing that different cycles of fish will come through. Like maybe one day, uh, one year you'll have yellowtail and then you'll have no more. Or you'll have tuna, then you'll have no more. So pretty significant things are changing and going like, I'm not trying to jump around too much, but that's that's where a little bit, that's where a lot of my passion came through. But when it, when it goes to trying to translate into the business side, I kind of think about it. So I'm really passionate about sales as well. I know a lot of people think that you think your sales guy is like the sleazy car, you used car sales guy with gold chain, the diamond earrings, you know, suit, slick back, shiny hair. And everybody, nobody wants to talk to that guy, right? But when you do sales properly, how I had my experience with the gentleman that I talked to on the phone that gave me that epiphany, Mm -hmm. the sales conversation should actually be one of the best conversations that you'll have because it's their goal to get you to where you want to be. It's all about, you know, bridging the gap between where you are to where you really desire to be. Now, when we're selling, Mike, we, I like to think of our earth as our customer. So we want to be able to treat our customer well. And I have this, I have this very, very simple methodology that will work in any, any situation. And my methodology is called sales call triangle. And it's three different steps. It's the triangle because the triangle is the strongest geometric shape. And the first step is to listen. Now, when we relate that to our planet, we want to be able to listen. So what is mother earth telling us? We've got, nuclear waste that's going into the ground. We got radioactive material. We have trash that we're throwing into the ocean. And our our earth is spitting back all these warning signs of climate change. Uh, you, li- you live in Utah. I don't know if you can tell, but definitely out in here in California, our winters are getting shorter. 
Oh yeah. Something's happening. Global warming is not just a, an idea or like a bunch of hoopla. It's, it's actually happening here and now, but going back to our sales call triangle, we want to be able to listen to our planet. What is it telling us? I think she's telling us that we have a problem. Now, the second step of that triangle is connecting. So first it's listening, then it's connecting. In a sales conversation, you want to connect with your customer. Either um, maybe if you guys have a mutual hobby to tell them that you really understand the problem, like where, where they're coming from in order to get that sale. But we need to be able to connect with our planet as well. So, you know, what are we doing to give back to our planet, to Mother Earth? Like, how are we recycling more? How are we picking up the trash? How are we getting rid of some of these, like, very complex carbon chains that we use in, in like, textile manufacturing and stuff? So yeah. how are we going to be able to, you know, move along with Mother Earth and not just operate as selfish human beings? Let's say that because in, inherently we are a little bit selfish, but we want to be able to play along as a team. And the third part of that triangle is speaking, which in sales would be your pitch. So this is going to be to Mother Earth, the action. So, okay, so now we've listened to her. We've connected so that we're going along the same pace. Now, what's the action that we're going to take in order to reverse the harm that's been, that's been done? What can we do? Can we do something different with textile manufacturing? Can we have different methods of recycling? You know, maybe eliminate a lot of the pollutants that are going into the water and that's how I'm trying to connect the two with my business side and then my passion for the oceans. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, uh, and it makes sense. And I think it helps maybe anybody that's listening, understand why you're in this, the stage of that you're in here at the beginning of 2020 in this research stage, because that's what you're doing. You're asking these questions. You're saying, you know, again, how do you plug the boat? Um, how, how, what's the best way to, um, to, to meet the needs. So we hear the need, we relate with the need, um, how now can we best meet that need? And you've got to ask those questions first. You can't just, when we rush to the answer, then we make mistakes. Yeah, if you put a shotgun in your hands and you put a blindfold over your eyes, you're probably not going to hit the target. Right. <laughs> yeah. More information, the better. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's a great yep. So, well, I think I understand basically kind of where you're coming from and where you're at right now. I know you're, you're still sort of new into the process. Like you said, you're in the research phase. It was really at the end of, or at some point, maybe end of last year that you started getting this passion. Have you already dealt with any kind of uh, hurdles, would you say? Like, is there anything, have you, there been any obstacles in your way as you've tried to do this and start this? What have you run into? Oh yeah, I, there's there's, there's going to be there's going to be tons tons of hurdles. Um, some of the hurdles that I've already had that I've ever seen is in, in the beginning of my business profession. I thought starting a business was going to be easy. Wrong. Like that is starting a business is very hard. Now, when you're starting a non-profit organization, I was thinking, well, you know, maybe because it's, it's a non-profit, like you're you're giving back. How hard could it be? Definitely wrong. Not starting a non-profit is just like starting a business. People really, they'll, they'll see you a little bit differently, but they're not going to treat you any differently. You're still a business and whether you're selling somebody on um, going to help you along with your services or whether you're selling a company like Microsoft or Amazon to try to maybe like help with the, help with the given cause, you still have to come as a professional individual. So I think that's, that's a hurdle that maybe I didn't quite expect, but yeah, it's true because having your handout and having their customers have their handout is the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to the very first thing you said to us here on the podcast today is 
Uh, it's it, life doesn't, it's not really compartmentalized the way we want it to be. A lot of times it's the same in business as well in the other things that we're passionate about. And that's just, I think, another example of that. Exactly. Just because you're doing something that's uh, quote unquote, like better, better for the world or better for people doesn't mean that it's going to be any easier. But what it does mean for yourself is that you're going to have the passion that you drive behind it to wake up early in the morning, to stay up late at night, so on and so forth. And to anybody, that's going to be very rewarding. Yeah. And, and, and that's what motivated you as you were on that business call. What's going to motivate you? It's like, well, everybody, everybody wants money. Everybody needs money. But sometimes the fulfillment that comes with taking care of people or even the planet, it means a little bit more, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the other hurdles that I definitely want to touch on is going to be this is this is going to be a one this is going to be one that I think is going to be tough to overcome probably consistently, especially with the oceans. Um, humans are selfish in nature. I understand that. Hopefully, I think it's it's uh, what do they call it? The first step is just like realizing it, and that's just human nature. It's kind of who we are. It's it's not good. It's not bad. You know, it, it is what it is. But we like to see you know what's here and now. So the struggle that I'm going to have to overcome is that I'm only worried about this little box that I'm in inside of my office. And I'm only worried about, you know, what's going on on land. So when I'm trying to pitch somebody and tell them, hey, you know, think about our oceans, 99.99% of people are going to say, well, I don't, I get seasick. I don't step foot on a boat. Like, I don't really care unless I go to the Red Lobster. Like, I just want to make sure that my, my, my crab or my lobster comes on my dinner plate. Yeah, but it right. doesn't even matter, like you know how it got there. So it, it's tough to convince people to really take care of things that are outside of their normal, like uh, not maybe mm-hmm. like twenty four seven uh, day in life. Yeah. So whether that's just dealing with human beings or it's with dealing with the ocean, just in general, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. No, that that's true, and that, um, that's why I'm so glad you're on on today with us, at least, you know, some people are going to be hearing this and putting it in front of us. And so if, if we don't live on the coast, if we don't live in those situations or don't find ourselves in the ocean very much, then we pretty much just see it on TV. We're like, well, we know there's problems, but there's other problems. And so you sort of informing us today about it, um, hopefully it'll do some good for people that are listening. And so speaking towards that, people who are listening, maybe there's somebody out there that's very environmental environmentally conscious, wants to make an impact, but isn't sure where to start. I, I know you said ask questions, and I think that is an answer to maybe first steps for people. Um, mm-hmm. Because my question would be like, what are good first steps for somebody who wants to sort of help out with the environment or make an impact, positive impact? Uh, what are what are some uh, places to start? I, I guess I hear you saying ask the right questions. I don't know if you want to add anything to that or? Yeah, the, so well. What I can add to that is there's there's one question that you want to probably ask yourself the first is you need to be able to ask yourself, like, how do I think long term? So, you know, going back to connect uh, the business with sales and, and the nonprofit, the environment is like in business, we like to think of like, what is a long term solution? You can get short term short term solutions, but you also get very quick and short term failures. But when you play for the long term, when you try to live, I, you, when you try to play for 10 plus, maybe like 100, 100 plus years down the road, you really win the big picture. So if you were to try to, so for the viewers that are the listeners that are out there and they were thinking of how, how do I get plugged in and maybe think about how to try to better help this, this world, this, this planet. 
think about what the long-term solution is going to be. Again, like we're going back to like trying to plug the hole instead of just bail water. You know, bailing water is going to help. Uh, I'm not going to discount that one bit. But if you can put your time and the effort into plugging that hole, it's going to make that much bigger of an impact. Yeah, awesome. That's great advice. And so let me ask you this. I don't know if you're even ready for this question yet or not, um, but if you are, if you have an answer, what uh, what would you say? I know you have a big goal. You're trying to raise funds. You're you're talking to uh, universities. You're talking to companies. You're trying to raise some funds so that when you have the answers you need, you can get to get to work and and mm-hmm. action. If somebody did want to donate, company that's listening did want to donate, how would they do that? Do you have an answer for that yet? <laughs> So I don't currently have an answer for that yet. Um, you, you'd have to you have to either find me on my website or on social media, which is just Andrew Izumi. Yeah. I'd love to have the conversation to get to how to get these things started. But you know, before before anybody is you know before anybody wants to give me money, I want to be able to sit down with that person and to let them really educate them onto first uh, who I am because I don't want anybody to give me money until they understand who who I am as a person. Like, I want you to understand that I do have a passion behind this so they can consciously know exactly what they're giving their money to. It's like, I want you to be confident with the person that's behind it. And yeah. then just reach out to me. We can come up with a, with a business plan and exactly how it's supposed to go. I'm a very professional individual. I like being held accountable. Say that, okay, so if you're going to be able, if, if you want to give $100,000, a million dollars to my cause, let's set out a business plan so that. I can know that in three months, I'm going to tell you that your hundred thousand dollars has gone to this. And, you know, we've got $90,000 left of that. And that at six months it's going to this, and this is what's been accomplished so far that way. Cause I want the people that give money to me to be just, maybe not just as invested, but I want them to be interested in the cause that it's going to, I just don't want to take your money. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say, probably since I put you on the spot there asking how people could give, it's probably fair for me just to say, to let the audience know, I actually asked you to be on this podcast. Uh, some people are asking me, I actually asked you because I just was excited about what you're doing. I'm excited about your focus on it and your passion for it. So I wanted to talk to you, but, uh, um, and so really that's me asking in case somebody's interested, you know, how, how can they give to you? And so I, I appreciate that answer. Um, and really that is an answer. Just reach out on social media. Uh, Facebook's a good place to go and, uh, and start a conversation. Is that a, that's a, basically the answer. Oh yes. Yeah. Start the conversation. I would love to be, to, I'd love to be able to talk to anybody who is interested because there aren't too many people that care about our ocean. There's a lot of people that care about our planet and I want to be able to educate as many people as I can about it. You know, whether whether it uh, turns out to be a monetary commitment or not, I think spreading the word and the education yeah. is just as powerful. Yeah, just the partnership of it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. well, uh, that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, if, you, if you're interested in uh, learning more or talking to Andrew, just touch base with him on Facebook. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the episode. I guess we're ba- about out of time here. Sure, appreciate you being on and informing us about uh, the need for the oceans. And as you get more information and you get more answers, I encourage you just to come back on the page and even maybe come back on another interview or at least come back on and post and let us know uh, how we can be helping even more. Have a fantastic, Mike. All right. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and join the conversation on social media at Risky Givers. Also, check out our website, riskygivers.com. 
This has been the Entrepreneur Risk Givers Podcast with your host, Mike Wiest. Hope to see you next time.